Good evening and welcome to the service tonight. And so thankful for the blessings of the day. Thankful for the service this morning. Good crowd, good spirit, and just good to be back home. Had a wonderful trip to Seattle. Got to see family and, uh, and uh, just share many, many memories with the family. And you can see the light come on, and that's, that is beautiful. That's the sunshine that I brought back, uh, that I came back to um, from, from Seattle, because it was a little bit cloudy there, I got to say. But uh, great to be back, and I want to talk to you from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 1 through 4. David has has had a battle um, uh, with Goliath. You know, he's been chosen um, to be the new king in Israel. And now he's, he's coming off that great victory over Goliath and the great victory for the nation of Israel and just being selected uh, by uh, God to be the new uh, to be the new king. The, lo- the more <clears throat> sometimes you, that you achieve in life, the higher uh, up in the responsibility, uh, sometimes it's, it's, uh, it can be a lonely life. It can be one that you, don't, you just don't really have a lot of people um, to have close relationships with. Um, David finds a friend here. In Jonathan, uh, we see here in our in our text, the very name Jonathan means Jehovah has given. So God, God had placed Jonathan in David's life um, strategically to help him to be his friend, uh, and Jonathan proved to be the greatest friend that David had throughout his entire life. And so we're going to take a look at that. Um, uh, the relationship that they had and uh, how uh, much of a blessing that it was and really about friendship. You know, in life, you'll have hundreds of acquaintances. You'll meet a lot of people throughout your life. But in life, the truth is you really have just a few really, really good friends. We used to uh, hang out with Joseph Garakapati. He was a pastor in India he had a um, hundred churches, a great man of God, um, had a school of 500, had a church of 500 in India. Um, and uh, we would go uh, to see him and he would come to America and uh, he would stay with me in my house and I would help him get meetings to raise money for his, uh, for his ministry there in India. And Joseph uh, would come and we have another missionary, Mitchell Muller, that was uh, from out of Open Door Baptist in Seattle, Washington. Um, and uh, Mitchell came to stay with me one time. And so I had Joseph and Mitchell at my house, and they were both raising support. Mitchell for Mexico and Joseph for India. And we're sitting at a dinner one day, and, and uh, Joseph's talking, and he says... Brother Mitchell is a, a very, very good friend. And uh, he said, uh, 
a few words about Mitchell. And he said, Brother Rich is a very, 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 very good friend. I had like five varies. And I'll never forget, Mitchell, Mitch had been to India like maybe five times. I've been there once. And Mitchell's like, man, how come Pastor Rich gets five varies? And I only get two varies. And, uh, we, and Joseph just laughed. He was, he was close to 90 years old at that time. He laughed so hard about that. And so after that, every time we got together, he would say it on purpose. Brother Rich is very, 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 very good friend. And, uh, and believe me, Brother Joseph was a very, 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 very good friend and uh, unusual. He went home to be with the Lord several years ago. And I miss him dearly. But we all have friends. And uh, you, you have some very, 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 very good friends. And you have some very good friends. And uh, all friends come from God. But the, the scripture says we have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And of course that's Jesus. But friends on this earth, one person said a friend, a true friend, uh, is... The first person who comes in when the whole world is gone out. That's interesting. The first person who comes in when the whole world is gone out. I mean, just stands by you, takes care of you. And uh, another has said, a friend is someone who understands your past, believes in your future, and accepts you today just the way you are. That's a friend, a friendship. And so, when we think about genuine friends, we ought to thank God for them. I want to uh, look at the friendship that David had with Jonathan and really see the correlation here between Jonathan's love for David and Jesus' love for us. He's our friend. He's sticketh closer than a brother. He's the one that we can look to. When we think about Jonathan's love, for, for David. Verse 4, well, let's just read the text here. And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. I mean, it was a, a, immediate. Uh, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul, the Bible says. And Saul took him that day, and would let him go no more home to his house, his father's house. So David now has to live at the palace. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him, and gave it to David, and his garments, even, the, even to his sword, and to his bow, and to his girdle. I mean, he just gave him all his equipment. Let's pray. Father, bless now our time in your word tonight. We love you and we look to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Jonathan had a great love. The Bible tells us in verse 4, he removed his princely robe. This was a special robe, and he placed it on David. He gave David his sword, his bow, and his, and his belt, his girdle or belt. In other words, Jonathan was willing to lay aside the symbols 
and, uh, of, of his position and the crown prince of Israel and gave them to David. Saul is Jonathan's, uh, Jonathan is Saul's son. He's in line to be king, supposedly. But God has chosen David. And so Jonathan is showing his love and his loyalty to David by giving him all of his special weapons, his special robe, um, his crown, the, the, uh, everything that would point to him as the prince, he gives it unto David. Um, in 1 Samuel chapter 23 and verse number 17, again, we find this love demonstrated, Jonathan's great love demonstrated for David. And uh, uh, one day, David is going to ascend to the throne uh, of, uh, of Saul, or the throne of Israel. And so, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, relationship that they have. When we think about Jesus, um, Jesus loved us. Just as Jonathan would put, Jesus, would put David ahead of himself, which is what a true friend does. A true friend does what's best for the friend, does what's best for them, um, and puts, uh, puts himself second and the friend first. Uh, that's what Jonathan did consistently throughout his life. And really, that's what Jesus has done for us. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, we see his, his humility. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, um, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and, he, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found uh, in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So Jesus came to this earth, took on the form of man, and humbled himself. He walked amongst men. He loved men. And he loves us today. He left heaven to come to earth. He lived and died for us. His whole purpose of coming into this world was to live a perfect life and to die for our sins. Everything about his life was about you and me. Everything about his life was about serving God and being obedient to what God's, God's plan was for him as a man. He was the God-man. And so we find his wonderful love for sinners in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John 15 and verse 13. Again, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, uh, the scripture says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. Jesus laid down his life. Like David, we, David at that time, compared to Jonathan, had very little. 
He was a shepherd boy. He wasn't wealthy. He was dressed in rags. And listen, we as, as, as uh, people are just sinners. Um, save, saved by the grace of God, but in Isaiah chapter 64 and verse number 6, the scripture tells us, for we all, for, for we, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness is as filthy rags. So listen, everything good about me is as filthy rags, the Bible says. But yet Jesus came and died on the cross for me. And by His grace, He's given us eternal life. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse number 10. The Bible speaks of God's great grace. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For He hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. And hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments. As a bride adorneth herself with jewels. God adorns us. God blesses us. God does all this for you and for me. How blessed we are. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 3. The Bible says, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So we're dead to ourselves. Spiritually, we're dead, but in Christ, we're hid. Uh, we, and, and we find salvation, and we have a relationship with God. The Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6, speaks of God's great grace. For He hath raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So... By the grace of God, God sees us as He sees Jesus. We have a relationship with Him. Romans chapter 4 and verse 24. Uh, the wonders of God's Word. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on Him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. His righteousness is imputed, is placed upon us, is given to us by His wonderful, wonderful grace. And so we see Jonathan's love. But we see also that John's, Jonathan's love is unconditional. According to verse 1, Jonathan loved David just as he was. And it came to pass that he made, when he made an end to speaking unto Saul... That the, that the soul of Jonathan was, was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. He loved him just the way he was. Jonathan saw David and saw something in David when David was basically a nobody. He, was, he didn't have anything. He didn't have any any right to the throne except God had chosen him. And so Jonathan saw something in David that touched his heart. He loved David just because he was David for no other reason. His heart was knit. Knit to, G to David's. That means to tie or to bind together. 
There was nothing in David that caused this love to grow, and yet it did, just the same. Jonathan loved David. And by the grace of God, Jesus loves us. He cares about us. His love for us is unconditional. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse, in verse number 1, the scripture says, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit which now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, with the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God loved us anyway. He loved us unconditionally. In Romans chapter 8, in verse number 7, Because the carnal mind is at enmity with God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So, our mind, our carnal mind, outside of God, Jesus Christ, outside of the Spirit, is at enmity with God. And yet, God still loved us. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 18. The scripture speaks of the understanding. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart who being in the past have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. That's what we were like. But God's love for us was unconditional. He knew exactly what we were like, but still loved us. And so it is. He loved us anyways. It's His love. It's perfect. It's pure and uncomplicated. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 10. Speaking about Jesus' love. His grace is sufficient, His love everlasting. Um, Jeremiah 31 and verse number 3, it's a perpetual love. It has no beginning and no end. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn thee. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. His love is proven, again, Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth His love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. He that, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. It's God's plan. It's God's word. It's God's love. It's unconditional. We were sinful, but God's grace was sufficient. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7, 
the Bible says that God loves us because it's just his nature. And this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 4. The, the scripture again speaks of God's grace and God loving us. And so we see that Jonathan's love was unconditional and so is Jesus' love. Unconditional. And then we see Jonathan's love was unending. He loved him as his own soul. He cared about him. In loving David, Jonathan had to make tough choices. Why is that? Because Saul, his father, hated David. He wanted to kill him. 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 25. We find that, that Saul's jealousy against David was great. In 1 Samuel chapter 19 and verse 1. Again, Saul repeatedly tries to kill David and destroy him. And so Jonathan's devotion to David caused a problem between him and his father. And uh, he always took David's side against the king. The scripture says when his soul was knit, that they made a covenant. They made a covenant together. A covenant was more than a promise. It was life, a life and death guarantee. They made a covenant together that their friendship, this life of friendship throughout their lives, would be one that they would be willing to die for. That was the friendship that they had. And so it is a beautiful example of God's love for us. The scripture says in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39, nothing, nothing, the Bible says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate us from God's love. He loves us, He cares about us, and He meets every need in our life. How wonderful it is that we can have a relationship with God and with our Savior Jesus Christ. God put Jonathan in David's life because David had a great assignment. David had a life of battle. David was a warrior. And David had to be patient until the time came for him to take over the throne of Israel for Saul and all during that time all through the ups and downs and the difficulties Jonathan was a friend and you may be going through some ups and downs but you have a friend in Jesus and hopefully you have a friend here upon this earth that will be a blessing to you and a help to you but by God's grace we do have a friend not only of a lifetime but of eternity and his name is Jesus. If you're not sure 
you're on your way to heaven. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by him. Open your heart to Jesus tonight and, uh, and, and receive him into your heart and life. And then, Christian, you may be going through some tough times. Look to Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. You always have a friend in him. Life's battles will come. Life's problems will come. Jesus will always be with you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you have need of salvation, contact the church through the, through the uh, email that's listed there. If you have any other needs or need prayer, we'd be happy to help you. Be sure and contact us via email. Good night. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you now for your time. Thank you for your love for us. And we just pray that you'll guide us now in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining tonight. Have a great evening and a great week. We'll see you Wednesday.